No man cometh unto the Father but by me. What Jesus said, and I'm glad that truth remains. It remains at all times. If you're not saved today, you need to get saved. And I'm going to tell you why, because Jesus is coming again. Jesus is coming again. You do not want to be left behind. You think things are bad now? It's just going to get worse once Jesus comes back to claim his own. You don't want to miss it. Jesus is coming. If you'd like to find your place in Genesis chapter 6, Genesis chapter 6, and the title of the message is, Where are the Giants? Where are the Giants? Genesis chapter 6, we're going to start reading in verse 1. Genesis chapter 6 and verse 1. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also was flesh. Yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown." 
And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air. For it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. You know, this world has always had its quote-unquote giants. All throughout history, there have been men and women of renown. There have been people of good reputation, men of degree, but there's also been people that were known for their wickedness. They were known as tyrants. You know, you mentioned that word, uh, tyrants, traitor. Some like that boy immediately, Benedict Arnold comes to mind, right? He, he's a man of renown, but not for good. For, for bad. But this world's always had mighty men of renown, mighty women of renown. There's been dictators, there's been kings, there's been rulers, there's been empires. And, and in the world's eyes, these folks were men and women of renown. But I don't want to focus on those people today. There have always been people who have had great success but also had great failures in this world. Some are remembered in history, but for many their accomplishments were never written down in the pages of history. They may have never been people of renown, but those that they influenced became men and women of renown. Some for good, others for bad. And here in our verses we have the mention of giants, men of renown, who influenced a generation. But right here's the sad thing, their influence was soon ended and never remembered. Why? Because their influence resulted in a generation who knew not the Lord and whose imaginations of the thoughts of their heart was only evil continually. They were men of renown, weren't they? But look what they influenced. A generation that did not know the Lord. That the thoughts, the imagination of their thoughts, were, of their heart was continually evil all the time. But in the middle of that generation, in the middle of these men, they were mighty men of renown, there rose up another giant. He was not a mighty man of renown at his time, but he was a giant of the faith. In Genesis 6, in verse 8, it says, But Noah. But think about all that we've just read. Think about the description of these mighty men and their influence on the world. But then you get to verse 8. And here's another giant, but of a different kind. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. In the middle of a perverse and wicked generation, a giant of the faith 
rose up in the perilous times that we're living in today where it seems that those who once held to the doctrines of the faith are slipping away and it appears that evil men and seducers are waxing worse and worse. God is still looking for some giants of the faith. In Hebrews eleven seven, it says, By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world, and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Anyone who ever accomplished anything for God, I'm going to tell you how they did it. There's just one key. They did it by faith. Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Moses. How did they do it? They're all mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11. They had one thing in common. They were all giants of the faith. Noah simply believed God. What made him a giant in the faith? He believed God. That made him a giant of the faith. Because he believed God. He walked with God and he obeyed God. That's what faith is. That's what faith It's not something mystical. It's not something... No, it's real simple. Believe God, walk with God, and obey God. That's faith. In 2024, God's still looking for a man. He's still looking for a woman. He's still looking for a young person who will just believe God, walk with God, and obey God. It's not hard. To be considered a giant of the faith, it does not require that you write a book or that you be a pastor of a church or of a large ministry or that you be a missionary on a foreign land. God's requirement for being a giant of the faith is simple. Have faith in God. Walk with Him. Believe Him and obey His Word. Would you be that giant of the faith in your area of influence? Would you determine that in 2024, that's what you're going to be? That you're going to be a giant of the faith. Whether it's at school, whether it's at work, whether it's in your community or among your family, would you just purpose in your heart that you're going to walk with God, that you're going to believe God? And that you're just going to simply obey His Word. Noah was a preacher of righteousness and he preached to the masses. He preached to everyone that would listen to him. But but right here's the thing, he only influenced seven people. Now you think about these giants, these mighty men of renown, and look what they influenced. (laughs) They influenced a whole generation for evil, but Noah only influenced uh, or reached, if you would, seven people. You know, before the door closed on the ark, Noah would have never had his name written in the front page of the sword of the Lord. (laughs) Or in the revival fires, look what's happening down there (laughs) with Noah. He was faithful, though, for over a hundred years. Preaching. Preaching the truth. But you know what? The numbers. Only seven (laughs) that he reached... uh, had have never put him on the front page of the paper. They'd have never put up there and seen the headlines, Noah, giant 
of the faith. <laughs> but once that door closed on the ark, Noah had a 100% success rate. It may not look good right now, folks. It may not look like we're influencing the masses. But I promise you one day, it's going to be a 100% success rate. You know, the headlines, once he loaded on that ark and God shut that door, the headlines would have read this, entire family saved. All because Noah remained faithful. Here's a man that did not compromise. Here's a man that did not change his message. He just simply believed God. He walked with God and he obeyed God's word. <laughs> because of one man's faith, all eight made it in. You know, God's still looking for some giants today. Some giants of the faith that'll just stay faithful. That won't change. That will influence others for good. God's looking for some dads today. That just like Noah. Will purpose that they're going to remain faithful. That they're just going to walk with God. Obey his word. And influence their family. For the cause of Christ. God's looking for a dad that won't change his message. God's looking for a dad today. That won't compromise. Who won't wet his finger and stick his finger up in the air to see which way the air's blowing, uh, who, who will not change even if his wife changes, uh, who, who won't change even if his children go in a different direction. Uh, no, God's looking for a giant of the faith uh, who will simply just dig in and take a stand for him. Amen. Job. <laughs> Boy, Job was another giant of the faith. He lost his material possessions. He lost his children. His wife changed. His friends turned on him, but he just resolved to stay faithful to God. Everything in his life changed, but God had not changed. He's always the same. God's will for Job had not changed. God's word has not changed. Can I ask you this morning, where are the Joshua's? Where are the Caleb's? Where are those that will just dig in and say, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Hey, your wife may not like it. Job's wife didn't like his stand. She didn't like his resolve. She didn't like his boldness. She didn't like his leadership and worship and service. But Job just dug in and just stayed true to what he knew was the truth of the Word of God. Can I just say it may not be popular with your children. Your children may not like your stand. But God's looking for a dad. This is going to have a little bit of resolve to serve the Lord and lead his family to serve the Lord. I'm not talking about lording over your family. I'm talking about leading your family. Can I just say that my children, thank God, my children have never once wondered if we were going to go to church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Sunday afternoon, Wednesday night, any time the doors were open at church. My children have never wondered, are we going today? They've never. They ain't had to ask. They know. Why? Because if somebody had a little resolve to say, I'm going. 
I'm going to church. I'm going to serve the Lord, whether it's popular or not, whether my children like it or not. They've been drugged to church before. And that's all right. Drag them some more. Because it's at church where they're going to hear the truth. It's at church where God can speak to their hearts and move in their life. God's still looking for some dads who will be a giant of the faith in their area of influence. God's looking for a mama who will pattern her life after the lady giants of the faith in the Bible who raise her family according to the Word of God. God's looking for some young people who will be like David, faithful in the small things. And then God will entrust you later on with some bigger things. God's still looking for some young Daniels who will just purpose in their hearts that they will not defile themselves with the giants of this world, but they'll simply obey God's Word and walk with Him. That's what God's looking for today. We're living in perilous times and uh, days of great apostasy, but God's still looking for some Timothys. God's still looking for some Tituses, some godly young ladies and some godly young men who just want to say, Here am I, Lord. Send me. God's looking for some older men and some older women who will simply just stay the course. You may never be the world's coolest grandparent. Let me just go ahead and bust your bubble. You can wear all the t-shirts you want to saying you're the coolest grandpa or grandma, but that may not be the case. But you know what? You can be the godliest grandparent. That's something you can achieve. You can be a giant of the faith in your area of influence. Brother Charlie invited me to go to a, a certain political party's meeting in Horry County as a guest and as I looked over the crowd, I couldn't help to notice about 120, 130 people there. Everybody up there was kind of retirement age. They had all gathered to hear a keynote speaker, and that's, that's why I went. I just wanted to hear this, this man speak. And, and uh, some, some man walked up to me and said, How you doing, young man? I said, Right on. <laughs> I said, Right on, buddy. You know, you know I'm the youngest one here. <laughs> it was very evident. But then, you know, as, as we left, I asked Charlie, I said, I said, Charlie, I said, where's the young people? I, now, I, I see these grandparents have a certain resolve about them, a certain belief about them here. I said, but I wonder which way their children lean. I wonder which way their grandchildren would lean. I, I dare say that the overwhelming majority probably does not lean conservative. If God was to look down on the earth right now, and by the way, he's looking right now, I wonder if he would find any giants of the faith. I wonder if he'd find any right here. Uh, I think you'd find a lot of giants of wickedness. That they're all around. <laughs> Cut your news on. <laughs> Cut the TV on. But I wonder how many giants of the faith are in your house. If God was to look at your house and to look down, I wonder what he would find. 
I wonder what he would see. You know, God told Satan that there was none like Job. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job that there is none like him in the earth? A perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. And come what may, you know what Job did? He remained a giant of the faith. And said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. I wonder what it'd take to knock us off that giant of the faith stage. How many people have quit being that giant of the faith in their area of influence uh, for something a lot less, for a situation or a circumstance or a little opposition in their own area of influence. And they knock themselves off that stage of being a giant of the faith. I wonder why, how many giants that are in our life need to be slain right now. That if we don't deal with those giants, then sooner or later... They're going to rise up in our life and they're going to hinder us from being that giant of faith that God wants you and I to be. What's that besetting sin of a giant that's in your life? What's that giant weight that you have in your life that's hindering you from running well? I wonder what giant is holding you back. Is it a family member? Is it a friendship? Could just be a lack of submission. A lack of humility. A lack of obeying God, believing God, and walking with God. It could be an association. It could be a boyfriend or a girlfriend. It could be a job. It could be a hobby. Maybe it's some form of entertainment that's become a giant in your life. Better be careful. Fox News can become a giant in your life. Maybe it's an addiction to the internet. An addiction to social media, an addiction to TikTok. Some stats say that there's over 1.5 billion websites out there. They're not all active. That's still a lot of websites. They say that there's 252,000 websites created daily. Daily. 60% of all websites are accessed by cell phones. I've read that there's over 4 million adult websites in operation. And that does not include the dark web. They say over 2 million people a day go into the dark web. I don't even want to know what's there. Amen, the top five websites accessed by users are Google, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's worldwide. Don't say a dictionary or things like that. But that's the top five. In the top 20 most visited websites worldwide, three of them are adult websites. The average Christian is addicted to the internet. I was around one of those people this week. A person is addicted to the internet. And I, look, and I know it's become how, it's part of how we conduct business now. I'm not talking about that aspect. I'm talking about families being divided 
in their own homes. Because everybody is on their phone and they are in their own little virtual world. Children and parents are so disconnected from each other that when a child's behavior changes or something happens to a child, the parents have to go to the internet to find out what was going on with their children. Because mom and daddy don't even know. You know what that tells me? Mom and daddy ain't doing their job. The first commandment says... In Exodus 20 and verse 3, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. I wonder how many giants need to be slain in our lives. You think if we, every time we bowed our head to look at our cell phone, if we spend that time praying, we'd be a lot better off. How about that giant of music? Boy, that's a giant. Whether it's the world's music or it's the so-called Christian music that resembles the world's music, all you got to do is just look at the picture of those that's performing. Look at how they dress. How's their hairstyle? Who are they trying to look like? Most of them are not trying to look like a godly example. They're trying to follow the course of the world. They want to look more and more like the world. Who are they trying to look like? A giant of the faith or a giant of the world? You better listen to what they say. Who do they talk like? You know what 1 John chapter 2 and verse 15 says? It says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world, and the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Romans 12, 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. If you don't slay some of those giants right now, I promise you they're going to grow up and they're going to get a lot stronger. They may seem harmless right now handing your kid a cell phone. It may seem harmless right now, you know, giving them all this time for this and that and that little disconnect that's in the home right now. It may seem harmless right now. But you know, a giant didn't, he wasn't born a giant. He, he was born a little baby. And they grow up. You know, God told Israel to wipe out everybody that lived in Canaan. And he warned them, if you don't wipe them out, they will become a snare to you. It seemed so harmless at the time to let those that didn't believe the way they did remain alive. It seemed so harmless. But you know what? That's caught up with them. You cut your news on lately. It's caught up with them. Are you a giant of the faith? If God was to look in your family, in your house, would He say there's none like that one that escheweth evil and doeth good? Would He look at you and say there's a Noah, there's a Job? There's none like that. 
Are you a giant of the faith? Maybe you say, I haven't been a giant in the faith. I've dropped the ball in some areas. Why don't you just resolve today, right now, and ask God to help you be that giant of the faith. That you'll just simply believe God, walk with God, and obey His Word. That's all He requires. That's what He wants from us. What giants can you see in your own life right now? What can you see in your life that may hinder you, not just right now, but maybe in the future, if it's not dealt with right now? The Holy Spirit's tugging at you about something. You better deal with it right now. Because can I remind you that when Goliath was born, he wasn't nine foot six inches when he was born. That was his full grown size. What a mother used to hold in her arms, maybe like this, grew up. And he wound up holding an entire nation in fear. What little things in your life right now that's going to grow up to be a giant if you don't put a stop to it? Dad, mom, better be careful. Oh, that's so harmless. That's so harmless. Yeah, it may seem that way right now. But you better deal with it now than scrape up the pieces that's left after that giant demolishes your child. Because that giant does not love your child. Dad, would you just purpose to be that giant of the faith in your house? Come what may? Even if your wife don't like it? That's hard. But can I just say, it needs to be done. Even if your children don't like it, You need to be that giant of the faith. You need to obey God. You need to believe God. You need to walk with God. You know, God still wants to give the victory today. God can give you the victory today. What's got you held up? What's hindering you from being that giant of the faith? Is it a hobby? Is it a family member? What is it? Is it a job? Opportunities? Maybe it's some kind of music in your life. It's got a hold on you. What is it? There's a God in heaven that's looking. Jesus is coming again. I wonder if he's going to find any giants of the faith. I wonder. You say, well, I'm a a first-time Christian. I ain't been saved that long. Well, God's looking for you to sign up to be a giant of the faith. You say, well, man, I I, I messed up before I got saved. Oh, well, that's the past. That's underneath the blood. The day you got saved, uh, those sins have been... (laughs) They're gone. But you know what? God's looking for what you're going to do right now. There's still grace available. God's grace is still available to help you and I have the victory, to live a victorious Christian life in 2024. You know what Myrtle Beach needs? Some giants of the faith.
That's what Myrtle Beach needs. Somebody to say, hey, you know what your job needs? <laughs> a giant of the faith. You know what your co-workers need? You know what your schoolmates need, young people? Somebody to stand. And having done all, just keep standing. Just keep doing right when it's popular and when it's not popular. Right. In season and out of season. Just be ready. Stand for the Lord. You may not become a person of renown. You may never have your picture on the sword of the Lord. But you know what? In the end, it's going to be a 100% success rate. And the headlines in heaven are going to read, Well done. <laughs> well done. All it takes is for you to believe God. For you to walk with God and obey His word. And you can be a giant of the faith. The youngest person that's saved in here can do that. Amen. Mom, you can do that. Even if you're a single parent, you can still be that giant of the faith that your children need. God will give you that grace. God will give you that help that you need. He helped Noah. <laughs> he helped Job. He helped Paul. He said, my grace is sufficient. It's still sufficient today. Yes, we can live the victorious Christian life. We can make a difference. The difference is not going to be made in Washington. It's going to be made right here in our hearts. It's going to be made in our homes. And may the Lord help us to be what God wants us to be this year. Let's bow our heads for prayer.